Come on. Hello, dear listener. Before we get into today's show, quick ask. If you find value in today's show or you've gotten value out of a previous show, please leave us a quick five-star review. Be super grateful. Thanks a lot. Welcome to Money Savage, Savage Approach Personal Finance. This is George Grumbacher and the time is right. Welcome today's guest, the strong and powerful Victor Nebohoy. Victor, are you ready to do this? I'm ready. Excellent. Let's let's do this. Victor is the co-founder of Free Trade, a commission-free trading app that's grown to more than 250,000 users, raised over $25 million in crowdfunding, and bringing the world of investing to, to lots and lots and lots of people. I'm excited to have you on. Victor, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, excellent. And thanks for having me on the, on the show, George. Um, so I'm born and bred Hungarian. Um, I grew up in the East Block. I'm actually 40 years old and I still remember, um, you know, kind of like the old times before the, uh, before the economic and uh, political changes in, um, in the early 90s, the late 80s. Um, so I, I guess I, I, I'm a little bit of a product of that. I, I, I grew up, I spent my very early years kind of like experiencing that economic of upheaval that was the result of that sort of chaos that we underwent in 89, 90. Um, I, I, I still very much remember that. And, you know, at that time, if, if you would have asked me, you know, we like co-found um, a zero commission stock trading gap, uh, I would not even have known what, what <laughs> we were on about. <laughs> so... So yeah, it, I, I guess I, I've, I've gone a long way since. Um, so a little bit about my personal life. Um, when Hungary joined the EU in 2004, I thought that was the best thing ever because um, I always wanted to sort of experience different cultures and learn a lot. Um, and when we joined the EU, there were three countries where I could just like go and work without, without any permissions. That was the United Kingdom, Ireland and Sweden interestingly. And I really liked Ireland and a, a little known uh, sort of tech company uh, set up shop there that was Google in, <laughs> in, uh, in uh, 2005. Um, so I, I applied. I, you know, all my peers at the university, they wanted to work in banking. I wanted to work on the, well, with the internet. I, I, I do not quite fully understand what they were on about. <laughs> um, so I, I applied at Google and yeah, they kind of reached back to me and they said, well, your CV is a little bit more technical than, than the usual. I was, you know, doing my own blog. I was editing HTML, that sort of stuff. And uh, they had a secret sort of uh, job that I could apply for. So I was like, yes, absolutely. You know, it's Google. Um, so the job turned out to be a, a kind of like a human assessment person. Um, the engineers in Mountain View, California would provide an endless list of URLs. My team would review that, whether they are high quality, low quality, in local languages as well. I, I'm fluent in German, so I was on that team. Um, and uh, we developed it into something more. Um, uh, my team started coding, we, we took it to next level. And I, I was lucky to spend some time in California, some time in, in India, Hyderabad, helping to set up the team there. Um, and after seven years, I was like, well, that's amazing. My, my first real job, I, I still want to learn more. I, I felt my learning was plateauing. Um, so I, I left Google, which was a pretty 
controversial move. And, you know, I, I still think it was the right move. I actually found a great opportunity in Hong Kong of all places. So I was leading a digital marketing agency there. My main client was General Motors. It was the, uh, the biggest digital media account takeover at that time. We took the General Motors account from a different agency and, um, and integrated uh, to our agency. So, so that was great experience. My, my girlfriend, now fiance, uh, unfortunately, she did not find a role in Hong Kong. So we moved back to Europe. We did an MBA that was all, all, always on my pocket list. And actually, it was during my MBA that I got switched on to finance. Um, so, of course, during your MBA, you do your corporate finance sort of stuff, accounting, all, the, all that sort of good stuff, from which I still benefit to this day. And one of the interesting elective subjects was personal finance. And I mean, I always knew people could invest and uh, all that sort of good stuff. But um, suddenly I got switched on that you take your money, you put it into something and you end up with more money. That, that's fantastic. Nice. And yeah, yeah that, that, that's kind of like the long and short of it, right, George? And uh, obviously there is more detail to it, but I got really switched on. Um, I had a brokerage account in, in Hong Kong that, I started properly using and basically I sold a lot of my Google shares and I put that into Tesla um, and I held on to them. So that, that was a pretty great financial outcome for me, um, basically set me up really nicely. Um, and then I, I, start, um, I started um, getting into the startup world. I had a startup in Munich, Germany, um, and then we moved to London uh, for my fiance and that's that's where my next stage really began. Uh, the next stage of the story, I was on the tube, you know, that's, um, you know, the kind of like underground train in London. And I saw an advertisement and the advertisement was for Crowdcube. That's the equity crowdfunding platform in, in the UK. And I was like, this is fantastic. You can, you can pretty much invest like an angel investor. You don't have to have hundreds of thousands of pounds. You don't have to have your solicitor. Uh, you don't have to have your own deal flow. Um, so I went, signed up on the, on, the, on the app and I invested in the very first crowdfunding round of Monzo, that's a neobank, kind of like Chime, I think in the US, and the fir very first crowdfunding round of Revolut, that's a, a currency exchange uh, app. And then my third investment was spotting free trade as it was in that format. It was a pitch deck and Adam, our founder and CEO. And I was like, yes, I've been looking for this product ever since I moved to the UK, everything was really clunky, eight pounds, 12 pounds per transaction. That's just insane. If you invest like hundred pounds, which is maybe like $120, you know, you pay 10% of that. That's just an insane transaction right. cost. It's not worth it. Right. Um, so I looked across all my bank accounts in Hong Kong, Ireland, everywhere, pulled all the money I had. I was left maybe with 15 pounds of cash until the end of the month. And I invested everything in free trade. Um, and I was the first person that wasn't a friend or family member that invested more than a grand, uh, more than a thousand pounds um, in, this, in this pitch deck, pretty much. So either Adam reached out to me or I reached out to Adam. Um, we met up and I was really impressed with him. Uh, he knew everything about the space. He knew what he was building. So at one point I, um, you know, gathered my, you know, uh, my, 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 uh, you know, I just, I just needed to be a, a kind of like brave. I sent him an email like, please, man, like, could you consider me, you know, for me to join the company? And, and he considered me and the rest is history, as they say. Um, we managed to build up a, an impressive team of 
almost 100 people at this point. We raised mainly on, um, on CrowdCube um, every year, every year a uh, larger and larger amount. Uh, last year we raised uh, 1 million pound in 77 seconds. We actually managed to crash CrowdCube multiple times. Man. The website melted down. Um, and we are really proud of what we achieved. Uh, almost 300,000 customers. I know I told you 250 some, some time ago, but we, we are growing fast. Nice. So, yeah, and, and while we are doing this, um, you know, my own experience, I, I was switched on to finance and I was working at early Google. Um, I made the right decisions in the end with my investment, but a lot of other people don't. Investing is still kind of like a niche activity in Europe. A lot of people have been um, kind of like not so risk happy. Um, so, so yeah, that's, uh, that's our mission to get everyone investing and to get them better financial outcomes. Uh, that's what we are after. Well, congratulations and everything. That's a, a cool story you've got, Victor. So how Thank old you. were you when, when, when you went to work at Google? Oh, I was, um, I think I was uh, 20, 25. Yeah. Wow. So just in 15 years, you've uh, done a lot, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, it been a crazy 15 years. That's for sure. Yeah. Like lifetimes crammed into, uh, crammed into 15 years. So very cool. Well, again, congratulations and everything. What a cool path. You've gotten to see so many cool places and have all these great experiences. And, and now it's positioned you to, 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 to lead the movement that, that, that you're currently leading. It was interesting. You talked about how investing is kind of a niche in, 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 in Europe. And coming from your background, you were like 10, year, 10 years old um, back in 1989, 90, roughly speaking, right? I was trying to do the math. I'm 42, so I would have been 12 years old. So you're, you're plenty old enough to remember the, the, the old times as, as you described it. And coming from that and now working, uh, doing what you're doing in an environment where investing is kind of a niche, what is, I mean, obviously it's a huge opportunity. What, what is it just, Tell me about some of the biggest challenges that, that, that you're facing, some of the biggest hurdles to have people download the app and actually start using it. Yeah, uh, the number one challenge is, and you know, people keep asking us who is our biggest competitor. Um, what I usually end up saying is our biggest competitor is the notion that investing is boring. It's not for you. Mm. It's something that maybe like rich people do or, or 60-year-old people in uh, bow tie, wearing bow ties uh, and cylinders. That, that's just not the case. Uh, investing is something that you absolutely should do as soon as possible. And some of the healthiest passes we, we see into investing is typically someone is like around 25, kind of like beginning their career, 26, 27, they get promoted at their work, they have a little bit more money. And then if they are smart, uh, they start investing and they start benefiting from this incredible bull run that we've been we've been having and potentially we'll still do as i mean you know just seeing what uh, central banks are doing and how they are configuring the um, in, um economic situation right so uh, some people cop on to that by themselves uh, some other people they are you know they still know that it's healthy to save some cash uh but that that's very tense uh they typically save and um, you know, in the UK, we have um, individual savings accounts, ISOs, that's a tax sheltered account. You can either keep cash or stocks and ETFs in it. 
a lot of people end up keeping cash in it. And that's just kind of sad because the return you get is abysmal. It's just right. non-existent. It's zero. In Europe, we are looking at um, negative interest rates. Mm-hmm. So, so, so yeah, some of the first hurdle is moving people from the mindset of, you know, saving to actually doing something with those savings and, and um, guiding them toward investing but also educating them about the risks, potential risks of, of investing sure. and giving them sort of content that, that helps them, um, helps them ramp, ramp up. We are kind of like up against the same sort of content out there on, online, right? Like your Facebook wall, for example. Lots of interesting stuff there. Facebook makes sure of that, right? And we are up against the same kind of like, you know, cat gifts on, on Reddit. And, you know, it's kind of hard to grab people's interest. So we are trying to create content that's, like genuinely fun to read, but it still gives you the fundamentals uh, that you need to know about investing. Yeah, well, appreciate that very much. So, when somebody goes on free trade, what 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 kind of investments do they have access to? What what can I actually buy on free trade? It's all uh, DIY self-directed investing in stocks and ETFs. Uh, we have the UK market and we have the US exchanges as well, the New York Stock Exchange and Nasdaq, and you can have access to virtually all of them. At this point, some of our more sophisticated investors, they, they just want to have stocks as soon as they go online. So we, we, are, we are doing that as well. The, the last two big IPOs that we saw, right? DoorDash and Airbnb, they were quite, uh, quite something. Uh, mm-hmm. so we are trying to get those online as soon as physically possible. And uh, a lot of people uh, want specs as well. So we, we implemented a lot on the app. So it's, it's a continuous expansion of, all these uh, instruments across those two markets. And the next step is uh, getting all the European stocks online on free trade. So interestingly, um, our customers in the UK, they have a home bias. Uh, so they, they definitely know the companies in, in the local market and they, they want to invest in them. <laughs> you know, th- Think what you will about Brexit and I certainly have my views in terms of how that's going to impact the economy, like literally within weeks. Um, but uh, they are big on UK companies and they are big on European companies as well, interestingly, and, and of course, uh, American ones as well. Uh, we are planning to add Asian exchanges at one point in the future as well. That's going to round out our, our, our offering. The, the vision is really to have all the, all the stocks in the world on free trade, but it's going to be quite, quite some journey. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't even imagine how to even go about trying to put all that together. So I'm, I'm sure that's been challenging and educating and, and frustrating all, all, all kind of at the same time. So um, I'm, I think that, that, that financial technology companies, the fintech companies are, are all certainly going to be a, a, a net positive and in bringing investing like you are doing to people that maybe had never considered it or thought that they could or why would I want to do that. Um, tell me a little bit about really the, I don't know if it's habits that you're trying to create. Obviously, you're trying to get people to start investing, but tell me a little bit about what your philosophy or, or, or sort of just kind of thought on that is. On getting people um, investing. Yeah. Now, uh, now, 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 now that somebody's on, uh, tell me what, what you're really trying to get them to do. Well, uh, we are trying them. Uh, we are trying to guide them to develop a very healthy habit of dollar cost averaging, pound cost averaging um, every month. Um, the and you know you mentioned fintech companies, and, and I do agree with you that, that that's a net positive. That that's a really great impact, uh, positive impact on society. We, we also see a lot of companies taking shortcuts and uh, potentially not 
putting their customers front and center and worrying about their financial outcomes. So we actually, um, we actually decided not to implement quite a few features that would make us money, but we think would not help uh, our customers to develop that healthy habit of investing. Uh, one, key, one key such feature like that is uh, leverage. So we could make a lot of money on that, but we just don't think that the mass market that we are targeting and trying to switch on to investing benefits from that. Um, another big example is derivatives. And um, I don't know if you're familiar with CFDs, contract for difference uh, instruments in the UK, uh, kind of similar to options in, in the US. I think they are um, illegal in the US uh, for, the, for uh, retail investors. So you can bet on, um, on the price change of an asset, whether that's cryptocurrency or stock or anything like that. So, so we, will, we committed to never implement anything like that in the app. We want to build up trust that we have our customers' backs, and we just we're just trying to switch them onto you know every month. Typically, you would get your salary, certain amount of that, um, set it, set it, uh, basically pay yourself first, and then uh, put it in the app and uh, invest it sensibly. And what we also see that um, you know a lot of uh, companies and people are trying to solve this kind of like problem of. Um, crossing the chasm or bridging that gap of, you know, mass market and they are not financial experts, right? So there are robo-advisors, for example. That, that's a very interesting problem. And basically the only solution we, we see is kind of like creating a kind of like a society where talking, in, investing, business news, economic news is, is the norm. Like a cultural conversation around investing that's not dissimilar to how you would discuss like your sports teams, like uh, Arizona, I forgot. Cardinals. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you would discuss them, right? And, um, uh, you know, th there is no reason why you would not discuss kind of like where the economy is heading, what certain companies are doing, Amazon or, or Google or, you know, these big ones or kind of like local companies. Uh, we are trying to tell very interesting stories about these companies. Uh, we have a weekly uh, newsletter and we see a lot of signups for that. That's called the Weekend Read where we deep dive into an interesting company or a trend. Even a supermarket chain in the UK, that's actually a very interesting, can be a very interesting story because at the root of all of these companies is an entrepreneurial story. Just like, you know, how Nike puts forward athletes, they kind of put forward entrepreneurs and their and CEOs and, and their stories. And that can actually pull people, uh, pull people in. So we try to do a lot of storytelling around investing and of course, there is all the UI um, kind of like improvements and, and making it really great. So it's, it's lots of different um, arrows in our quiver, so to say. Um, there is no silver bullet solution. It's going to be a long burn to try and educate people, try and create people who are switched on to investing. But, but we've made some progress and we are very hopeful we can do it at scale uh, across Europe. Love it. Perfect. So it's a commission-free trading platform. So how... How do y'all make money? How does free trade make money? Yeah, that, that's a question we, we get very often. It's a very legitimate question and we, we are extremely transparent about it. There is one uh, central uh, web page on, on our website, uh, freetrail.io slash pricing, where you see the whole break, breakdown, breakdown. And basically, we, uh, we only have uh, a number of revenue streams. The number one is um, FX uh, fees. We charge a modest uh, 45 bips, 0.45% on currency exchange. So for example, a UK based 
customer, they have sterling, they buy US stocks, uh, we exchange the money and we charge that fee. Um, we, we think about it in the context of Europe, that kind of makes sense. You know, there are all these um, di uh, different countries with different currencies. There is the Euro, of course, for some countries, but it's actually, um, you know, just seeing like really amazing fintechs like TransferWise building a business around charging a very fair rate around that. We think that's going to work across mm -hmm. Europe. Then the other uh, revenue stream is subscriptions. So one of the kind of like legitimate sort of uh, criticisms you can have around uh, FX is that it's dependent on trading activity and we recognize that, we accept that. Um, that's why we focus on subscriptions, which is a high quality recurring revenue uh, stream. So the, the ISO accounts that I mentioned, these tax sheltered accounts, we charge a modest uh, three pound per month for that. And then we have our premium account, the plus account, where you get like limit orders and advanced features uh, for 9.99 per month. And a bigger stock universe as well, small caps. Uh, basically you will get all the small caps on the London Stock Exchange um, with that account. And then there would be the interest income, of course, that's non-existent right now because the Bank of England decided not like, you know, to, to make the interest rate as it is. And then um, eventually we are going to roll out an API, um, a B2B offering that we are going to charge for and enable other companies to um, basically to tap into our platform and, and offer investing. Perfect. Love it. Well, Victor, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Yeah, I talk the fair amount about uh, financial education and, you know, I talk the good game about uh, making um, conversation, the conversation about investing kind of like becoming a cultural conversation. So in terms of difference making tip, like, you know, I, I just re recommend everyone to start educating themselves. And, um, you know, it's, it's not like, you know, and I, I, I can kind of like tapping into my kind of like past as well, kind of like seeing that economic upheaval of, moving from a society that was supposed to take supposed to take care of you, right? To a society that was like a free for all. Like no one, you, you, you cannot rely entirely on any party or entity to take care of you. You have to take care of your finances yourself. And the best way to do, a, do it is to become really educated about it. Uh, so start reading, um, even paying for something like the FT Financial Times or anything like that. It's, you can consider it an investment, but you don't have to pay for everything. There are like Kindle deals going on all the time. I just bought a, a Kindle book for um, basically for free. Um, like just try to make a plan for yourself and educate yourself. Identify the kind of like first five books that you are going to read. Um, there are like so many of them out there. You just have to do a Google search and start educating yourself because, you know, then you are able to make like very uh, thoughtful decisions as opposed to just, uh, you know, you have to invest and just invest in the latest hot stock or something. That's almost a guarantee for failure. Um, you're not going to be able to make millions or, you know, like a crazy amount of money, just like making bets. That's not, despite what you see on the internet, that's not how it works. So yeah, that, that's, that's my, that's my tip. Just start reading, start educating yourself. Well, I think that is great stuff that definitely gets to come on. Come on. Victor, thank you so much for coming on. Where could Savage Nation learn more about you? How can people get signed up for free trade? Well, um, if they are based in the UK, because unfortunately our offering is not in the US, uh, but uh, they can go to, um, they, they can actually grab my free share. So if they sign up with my link, they get a, re like a random free share uh, reward. 
they should just go for freetrade.io slash Victor. That's Victor with a K. And uh, I'm actually not going to get, get a free share because I'm, I'm a co-founder, but uh, they are going to get a nice one between five and 200 pounds. Um, and hopefully they'll enjoy using free trade. Love it. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Victor your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to freetrade.io. Correct. Freetrade.io slash Victor, V-I-K-T-O-R. Thanks again, Victor. Thanks a lot, George. Thanks for having me. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight as we are all in this together.